Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Presented by AfterBuzz TV and hosted by Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman, this is X-Pac 12360. And now your host, WWE Hall of Fame superstar Sean X-Pac Waltman. Hey guys, welcome to X-Pac 12360. I know what you're thinking, where is Sean X-Pac Waltman? Well, I'm here, Denise Salcedo, but I'm super excited because coming with me right now, live from the WWE PC, is none other than Sean X-Pac Waltman and Road Dog. <laughs> oh, hey guys. you didn't know? <laughs> How are you guys that doing? That great. What hey, a great opening. Yeah, Denise is my all-star. We she, can't follow that. Yeah, hey, Denise. Yes. Missed you big time last week. Thank Just you. Just wanted to say that right off the bat. Thank you. Thank you're not you. gonna ask any questions like, for instance, hey Road Dog, what's your, what's your favorite match in your career? <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite? No, goal? I got some tough questions prepared for today. Actually. <laughs> oh, good. Good because last week I felt like we just talked to each other the whole time. Well, we did. I was told that that's kind of what this is yeah. all about, but it sure felt weird. It, it kind of does if you like because, like climbing the rope at gym class. Because Brian, it's kind of like, well, why would people care about us just <laughs> just, just two old jackasses? They talking. do. Yeah, that's weird. Well, you're of, weird. You people listening yeah. are weird. And what? people loved hey, people loved the show last week. I mean, even though it was, you know, technically like we you know we had a, a little. Uh, issue on our end. With the well, audio. I mean, one one of you is producing the show in California, and the other yeah. one is doing the show in Florida. So yeah, was... but like it was still. I mean, it was just it was brilliant. It was brilliant stuff on our part, right? <laughs> well, some people were actually saying, Sean, that they thought this was one of our best shows, regardless of whatever little quirks there was going yeah. on. A lot of people very liked the show because they liked the back and forth between you guys. Yeah, wow. hey, Denise. Yeah. Hey, um, what's going on in wrestling? Well, there's a lot going on in wrestling, but, you know, I guess right now, if you want to go ahead and we can start off a little, maybe, how about this? There hey, is you're so steering much... the ship this week, Denise. <laughs> I know. So, how about this? There is tons <laughs> going on. <laughs> she said, I know, no, no, so shut, shut up. Shut up. I'm <laughs> right. well, shut up, honey. What? I'm trying to drive. I'm just going to get into it. There's lots going on in the world of wrestling, and I think that you guys would be the great ones to go ahead and sort of give us an input with everything going on right now. So much, so much business, so much talent out there. I want to know, from when you guys started to right now, what are you guys thinking of what you're seeing with the landscape of pro wrestling and how everything is evolving right now. I know that's a very broad question, but maybe we can go ahead and kind of kick it off there. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, broad at all, especially from where we're sitting at the Performance Center. Like, we are in the midst of the evolution, whether we whether our old bitter asses like it or not. Yeah. Um, we've actually spent a lot of time uh, in the past two weeks talking about that evolution. And it's it's not only in the business. I think what we've talked mostly about is uh, is not the business aspect of it, but, but it is a great time to be a, a professional wrestler or sports entertainer. or And it's also a great time to be a fan. The best time ever, man. Yeah. 
yeah, it might, it just might be, that's for real. But what we've talked about down here a lot is the evolution and the work rate itself. Um, and the evolution of the old guys saying slow down and the, and the young guys kind of working at a quicker, faster pace. Um, and it's really, it's, it's, I'm torn and we've talked a lot about that, Sean, but I'm torn inside my head, uh, because I, I want to be that better guy that says, Hey, stay off my lawn, slow down with your hip tosses and no selling of yeah. super kicks. But, but like, I, I do think, uh, that's where we're at. Yeah. So, so get back on the porch, old man and enjoy the show. You know what I to mean? To a certain degree. Yeah. But, and it's, you know, uh. Brian, it's it's easier to be that way when you can point to one of their matches and go, you see why that, you know why that didn't work? Yeah. Well, it's hard to when the people are going crazy the whole damn match. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You can't you really go, hey, that didn't work for you. Yeah. No, it didn't work for you, old man. Right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it's a it's an evolution in the industry, uh, all the way. Uh, you know, through yeah. across the board. So great time to be a wrestler. Great time to be a fan. Well, last week you guys mentioned that you guys talked a little bit about have a wrestler, not just being a wrestler, but also being a content creator. And Road Dog, you also talked about a lot of the television production and you know going through entrances. And Sean, you even mentioned that that was something that you know maybe you didn't have, and now the guys have. But now I want to know with NXT sort of always topping itself each and every single show. You know, a lot of people can argue can it get better than what it is right now because it's absolutely incredible so now given that i want to know what is your vision moving forward with nxt well yeah the question is can can you can you top yourself and i think that's the that's the age-old question that's um i firmly believe that the only competition nxt has is uh themselves being a better NXT than they were yesterday. And so far, what I've seen over the past five years is they have done that consistently. Um, So whether we believe as viewers or we believe on the inside that it can be done, uh, I think they'll prove that it can be done when it, when it's takeover to 26, you know, Um, the talent down here seems to challenge themselves and kind of challenge each other in a competitive uh, team kind of spirit where you, you have to step up. You have to say, uh, you follow that mother trucker yeah. and, and the next guy out follows it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's uh, the high tide rises all ships. And I believe these guys down here got so much talent and, Man, it's 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 not just the guys on TV right now. There's a there's a there's guys in the bullpen uh, that got a ton of talent too. So so will they continue to top themselves at XT? You damn right they will. So now I you know the Attitude Era had some of the most talented roster ever, but now do you think that the current WWE roster may actually be more talented, or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I actually think they're much more talented as far as especially as far as the work rate and the athleticism and the, and the uh, just how fast they go and how long they can go. Um, that sounded dirty. I didn't mean it that way at all. Um, Not talking about me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, it was a race, and I won. Uh, no. So look, I believe they were. If you go back and watch the Attitude Era, to be quite honest with you, it was a friggin' mess. Like, it was a, you, I can't even go back, like, I'll watch our matches, but like, when, when, every now and then I will, uh, but, but 
there would be a match going on and all of a sudden two other guys would fight out on the stage and then then they would fight down and fight the guy on commentary and then it was just like what's going on here it was it was very hard to uh to uh delineate the storylines and the story progression so I, I think it was kind of a mess but for the time it was really cool and it was must see and so I, I don't know I just think there was some good characters back in the day today I think uh, the industry, uh, that evolution that you talked about is kind of going more towards a, uh, you know, there's still characters with more of a sporting direction and a, and a comp- competitive uh, direction. And there's no way in hell the New Age Outlaws were going we're, we're gonna to be yeah, in, in so that we conversation. Are, we were a bunch of pirates, you yeah. know, and, and just over the top. Some of the over top over the top characters that that were in wrestling, you know, were over the top for yeah. not good reasons. So it's kind of like it's a good trade. It's, it, I'm fine with the trade off. Right? Yeah, yeah, Maybe for sure. Maybe we don't have as many colorful characters, but we don't have as many people dying. Yeah, and as when you talk about pirates, it just means we drank a lot of rum. All that. Yeah. yeah. So now speaking of the Attitude Era, I want to know for you, Road Dog, who was your favorite opponent or how was it different working between Sean and Billy Gunn? Tag okay, team well, opponent. So that's, it, Tag she team got opponent. Better. She caught herself. Yeah, I, I just she, she caught herself and she asked a solid question. How is it between working with you and Billy? I want to, there's already, there's already, but you don't have too many more people to go through. So you got to keep some of these people on your show, Sean. Um, so, I've told this story, and you've heard it several times this week already, but but I was tag team partners with Billy Gunn probably f- uh, and champion probably five or six times, I guess four or five times, actually, and still didn't really know what I was doing in a wrestling ring. Like, still had no concept of what I was doing in there. What amazing uh, instinct. But yeah, yeah, but I did have good instincts. I appreciate you like saying that. Bad, like some of the best ever. So I, I appreciate that because I do think that's what that's what won the day at the okay. end of the day. And so when I when I teamed up with Kiddo Bambito, uh, I started listening to him and listening to him put his stuff together with the likes of Kane and like bigger guys and hear his psychology uh, and his and the and the philosophy behind it and the reasoning and it just made me think like whoa i've been doing this crap all wrong for a long time and it was crazy how i reached success while doing it wrong um so yeah i would say one you know what one we had a one i had a blast and and i was successful one i was successful and i learned how to wrestle uh so that's uh, yeah that's the difference between the two i think wow really still sucks (laughs) well what was the difference between incredible athlete uh i couldn't have asked for a better partner love billy gunn like he's my own brother to this day so i was just ribbing billy hot thanks brian yeah no thank you for teaching me teaching me about wrestling i i like i still go back and watch our tag matches I, i i do it quite often actually because um they were just I, no matter who we work with, I mean, like I, I was telling you, like the Hardys, we got a couple matches with the Hardys on TV, and and really like mainly like I I felt like we were really good at TV matches. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like doing the house show stuff, but uh, well, it's two totally different things. It is two totally different things, and that and we we could actually have a whole show talking yeah. about that. But I do think the television matches the the speed of them are different, the pace and. Uh, and we the flow look you and i had you and i had really good timing yeah. both of us separately so when they put us as a team we had billy did too i'm not not saying that i'm just saying when you, we were talking about me and you um 
really good timing and good ring presence and good ring placement. So we knew where to be and when to be there. And uh, the best entrance music ever in the history Just about, of like, entrance Run music. DMC doing your entrance music. <laughs> That's pretty cool. If you're someone from my generation, yeah. there's nothing cooler. Nothing cooler. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> So what was the difference between teaming with Sean and working with him against as an opponent? Oh, just you just have to be wary of the spin kicks. Yeah. Like you just got to put your hands up or you're going to just eat some size 10 and a half or whatever size you are. You're just going to you're you're, you're going to bleed from a, a facial orifice if you don't put your hands up. Like look, no our ti- look our timing was was good together too. And uh and I feel like we had good good uh psychology and and put our matches together well so it was always fun to work we didn't have a whole lot of singles matches uh against each other yeah Yeah. as far as when we were uh, in dx we had that little thing yeah i think it was SummerSlam or whatever uh yeah just that little thing yeah. Um, no, but it was know, just SummerSlam. No, but before that, when I was a one, two, three kid, yeah. you know, we had we had one in '95, which was excellent. Yeah, that was yeah. excellent. And, and I was like a year and a half in the business. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, you've been working like 12 years yeah. at that time, and I'm older than you. So go figure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I mean, I, I really enjoyed the uh, the stuff with. Uh, you know Scott and I and you and you and Jeff. Yeah, what well, WrestleMania eleven? Yeah. yeah. Man, Jeff Jarrett could throw one hell of a drop kick. Yeah. I don't know why I just thought of that real <laughs> yeah. quick off, yeah. out of nowhere. But holy shit, man! I what love yeah, I love Jeff guy. too. All right. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay, so now I also want to ask. Sorry, I was I think like, I'm going to do the rest of this podcast <laughs> in this voice, in this cadence. Okay, I like it. Okay, <laughs> I'll do it in a British my accent. Yeah, I'll do it in a British accent. All right, all right, go ahead, Lane. Yeah. So, okay. So last week you also talked about a little bit of the difference between working as a writer on SmackDown and then now working on NXT. So now I want to know though, as a writer, was there anybody that you ever went to for, you know, sort of advice or anything like that? I mean, you know what? I I didn't. And I, and this is going to sound cocky and braggadocious and I don't ever mean to come off that way, but like, I know in my mind, what is good and what is bad in in sports entertainment, and I'll toe the line as much as I can. Um, but but I I I know that my way works because it's in my head, and I've either done it or seen it, and I know it works. And so I I trusted my instincts and I went with them. Now, if you had an idea and told me the idea, I wouldn't know for a fact that your idea would work. But I, I believe you believe it. And and if if you told me your idea and it hit me, oh, crap, that's a lot better than what I had. Immediately, I would change it and we would go with your idea. But again, I don't know that your idea is going to work. So it's not when someone would come to me and say, hey, you should do it this way. I would go, yeah, I don't know. That's not the way I would do it. You know what I mean? Again, because I know that my idea will work and I know it would be at least good television and good for the character direction. And, and uh, the one thing I did to take a lot of uh, criticism, I guess, but was for uh, long term 
character consistency and stuff. Like I would make it good. I would make it good for that segment, for that show. Uh, and a lot of times I would get feedback like, Hey, you know, the big picture, we're trying to build this guy. And okay, well, everybody will forget about that by the, by that time <laughs> we can build him back up. So I, I took a lot of criticism, but no, I didn't go to anybody for advice. I trusted my gut and it got me as far as it got me. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I, f- I feel like I was doing well. I know the internet thought differently sometimes. Um, so, but you were, you were, you weren't on the right, on the writing team when you first got a job back. No, 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 no. I was just, I became lead writer of SmackDown when it went live. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember what year that was, but, yeah, but how I was, did you even end up in. So I was working, yeah. So, so I was right. working on the writing team. Even shortly after I got there, they came to me and said, look, I think you're, you could you could help here and i and i think i did help there um what did you bring to the table? The wrestling yeah. experience, the, yeah. the experience, and also television wrestling experience. And see, I broke in. Um, you know, you broke in 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 wrestling and 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 working shows and stuff. Yeah. I kind of broke in in WWF at the time, WWE yeah. now, but I kind of broke in on there. So, so that was like, I was doing jobs on WCW was still on TV. I never worked any house shows. I just worked on TV and did jobs and with my brothers. And then I got the job up there and it was right on TV. And right. So I kind of learned when I broke in, it was more learning about the television aspect that it was about taking hip tosses and drop kicks. So, so I brought that, side of it to the table where a guy could write me a good story arc, but I could then make it happen in the arena for that eight minute segment, uh, to, you know, yeah, the execution of it all. And so I do believe I was, uh, and I think I'd still bring that value down here. I just haven't at NXT started been, I haven't been used in that, uh, way like yet. I think once we get down here and I get to yep, know, I think you have to show them how to use you, right? Yeah, yeah, because I do think it's kind of a. There's definitely a job uh, description and a billet that I will have, but it's also like, okay, where where can we have this resource now? And I'm, again, it sounds braggadocious, and I don't mean it to come off that way, but but we have this resource and we have this person who has this knowledge. Yeah. How do we? How can we best use him? And in what places can we use him? And and do we use him in all places? Do we use him in, in specific places? And I think that as as NXT grows as uh my job grows we will evolve just like the industry here so um right before this you had an in-ring session that was like 10 people 10 10 12 guys yeah it was 10 guys yeah and uh First of all, I don't think that's the best use of your time here, uh, but you did great at it. Yeah. It was great. It's fun. Yeah, it, it is you fun. Brought, you made that, like, you made that session a different, with the, it had a totally different feel than anybody else's. For sure. Here. And you made and it fun. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like I'm going to sit yeah. up because I'm, I'm fat and I need to sit up. I'm going to pass gas okay. and probably hear it on here. Are you going to fart? Oh God, no, no, no! I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but but look, I think everyone <laughs> likes that own brand. Uh, I think that it can be fun. I think you can have fun and put forth good product at the same time. I think we can train, we can learn, and we can have fun all at the same time. It was my philosophy when writing the show, too. The writer's room was a blast to be in, but we ended up having a great show to put on television at the end of the day. So I think I I think I want to make it personal. I want to I want to train these guys and make them my guys. Yeah. Like at the end of the thing, we go one, two, three, dog pound. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's what I call my class, the dog pound. Bond, and right? I do, I want to have that bond because I, 
because I want them to trust me. I want them to trust that I will never steer them wrong uh, and that I will teach them to the best of my ability, which is I wasn't the best one ever, but I did all right. You know what I mean? And so I just give them advice on uh, the creative direction I think they should go. And again, creativity and creative in sports entertainment is not uh, objective. It's subjective. So it's never a right or wrong. It's just my opinion, this old 50-year-old redneck's opinion that, that did pretty well for himself even while he was on dope all the time. Yeah. So now, you know, you hey, mentioned so all of that, Denise. Hey, real quick, Denise <laughs> and, and, and Jeff, uh, I, I you would appreciate this. Like, So he takes a, um, just a, a typical drill that you do in the ring, you know, with a couple of forward rolls, and he adds a, okay, two forward, two forward rolls, and then get shot in the, in the stomach. <laughs> and, and so it's, and, and let me see how you get shot in the stomach yeah. and sell that. And it was great. It's it's and all it is is a drill where they do the forward rolls and they're breaking a sweat and they're and they're working out. But then they're showing me facials and then they're showing me uh, acting and selling. And like it's that a, Caesar, right? Yeah, I thought he would, did it great. I thought he did too. I think he looked like you really like yeah. he could have been on a t- TV show. Yeah. And that's but look, that's half of what we do here, right? Is the selling and you open up to the camera, which me when I'm training, I'm the hard camera open up to me and show me the cell and show me how you're going to do it how are you going to do it different than the last guy are you going to own it a little bit and make it your own and so it's man that it's seems to be the thing that most the, the uh people come through these doors have the biggest problem with is that type of thing yeah. right because like their athleticism and, and their moves and their great spots they do in the ring is what got them here yeah. right Yes, yeah. especially the guys who have made uh, you know a name for themselves yeah. on the on the independent circuit. But look, I think also th- they have to create some individuality. They have to step out from the uh, from the norm. They have to to make a name for themselves here in front of me, in front of you. What are you going to do different? I know you've watched Dolph Ziggler on TV and you know how to do the moves and you and and a lot of nine times out of ten they want to do the thing they saw The Rock do or they think they saw you do or whatever and it's like okay that's cool but can you now make that thing that you're trying to emulate somebody can you make it your own a little bit? Um, I mean the leg wiggle that I used to do I just stole from Jimmy Boogie Woogie Man Valiant and oh, and I my dad's kind of holding on to the top rope yeah <laughs> yeah and it's just no, it's just nothing, but it's something, you know what I mean? And it was individual yeah. to me because nobody else was doing it. And I, and I think I, um, we're, we're going to do some promo classes here in a minute. And, and the biggest thing to me is, and I tell these people like fail, yeah. fail at a hundred miles an hour, fail big, go out on a limb. Don't be afraid, uh, to make a fool of yourself. That's endearing. Don't be afraid to act, a, to act a fool too many people and too often, Everybody tries to be strong and everybody tries to be cool. Well, guess what? If everybody's like that, nobody's strong and nobody's cool. So it's so so step outside the norm. Think outside the box. You know what I heard uh, this morning? Denzel Washington giving like a commencement speech to a to a graduating yeah. class. You could probably go on there and find it. It's like six eight minutes long. It was so cool. And like I took listen to that this morning, and then I came here in, in that mindset. Like he 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 said some things that were great. It was great advice, and one of them was fail big, man. Don't be afraid to fail big because at least you'll learn from that mistake, hopefully, and move forward. And 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 you tried, yeah. you know. Too often, I'm too cool to do that. I'm too. I, I'm, I work strong style. Okay, well, so does everybody else. Back of the line, jackass. <laughs> 
I was actually about to ask you that earlier was if you were teaching promo class. And so now that I heard you kind of give a give an insight to this, it's really cool because sometimes, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of people have said like, oh, yeah, like the wrestling's super great right now. But one thing, one of the things that's lacking is the promos. People need to do better promos, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you think that we can all sort of get on the same page with that eventually? Well, I mean, look, I don't think it's a separate page. I think it becomes a trust issue with who can cut a good probo and who can't cut a good probo. And then it's about trusting who who can and who can't. So do I have to script out the promo for the individual and then kind of be uh, a stickler for sticking to the verbiage that, that was written? Or do I trust the guy to give him bullet points and the message that he needs to deliver and then trust that he can go out there, make that verbiage his own, make that message message his own, but still stay on story. So it's, you know, a lot, it's, it's very easy to go online and go, this sucks. That's great. There's, there's so much more goes into this, uh, industry, um, that, that, than, than anybody out there knows, uh, that, that isn't in the know. So it's, it's very important to have that trust with an individual. Daniel Bryan, you can, you can tell Daniel Bryan the message you want conveyed, and he can go out there and and deliver that message. Yeah, and 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 do it in his character. See, that's the big thing to me is it is to to you have to earn that trust, but to develop that relationship where you can trust your talent and trust, and you pick out which ones. Hopefully, you can trust them all, but then you can then it's easier to just give them bullet points and let them deliver it in their own individual voice. So the road dog would not say something that way, but Daniel Bryan might say it that way. So road dog writing it is not smart because then I'm stepping on Daniel Bryan's character. I need to give him bullet points and let Daniel Bryan put that message together. However. The message is two plus two equals four. Now, Daniel, you go out there and say that however you want to. You know what I mean? And and uh, and he would be brilliant at it. But some people, some people are not so brilliant at it. And so you got to script their promos for them. And that's you know I don't Isn't know. Isn't that something you have to do here in about three minutes? Yeah, I do. I got I got a few minutes because okay. uh, I'm just I feel like we're just getting rolling. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so it's it's you know people go oh you shouldn't write their promos for them. Well then some of the talent should get cut better promo cutting skills. You know what I mean? Like get a grab a friggin' hairbrush and get in front of the mirror, kid. I don't know what to tell you. But if you're not trusted to be able to cut a promo, that's not leadership's fault. Uh, that's that's partially your own. So let's work together and see if we can't develop a relationship that revolves around some trust and then we can let you cut your own promos so, is it safe so to say that everyone just top to bottom is given a scripted promo that they have to stick to is not necessarily the case that's not the case at all that's not the anywhere. case at all anywhere okay anywhere so do you think that some of the people that think that are just the ones that were always made to do it because they weren't good at promos? yes i think so they're they the ones i think they're the ones that perpetuate that gotcha. that nonsense i totally do and so i mean you know again it's easy it's easy to throw rocks at the guy on top of the hill because he's on top of the hill uh it's a much more difficult spot when you get up to the top of that hill yourself and then go holy crap how do i stay up here with all these people all these people throwing rocks what else denise do we have time for one more question 
Yes. yes. Yep. All right. My last question to you is, you know, you were able to see Triple H go from, you know, from being a wrestler, transitioning into such a bigger role into now what he's been putting so much input and everything that he has done for NXT. I want to know wh- how, how has that been like sort of seeing his career evolve? And then also with you and HBK having prominent roles in the company now, did you guys ever think you would get there? I want to know a little bit about that. <laughs> I never thought I'd be alive uh, to tell you the truth. So I thought Thank God that I am, first and foremost. But you know what was funny was I'm going to tell a little story that you told. We we left TV tapings the other day. Yeah. And uh, sorry, I just hit my microphone. Sorry, sorry. Um, but so we were walking out of Full Sail University. We were walking to our cars. And Champa actually said, good night, DX. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, night, John Boy. And it was just, it was funny. It was cute, but whatever. So we're talking there. And, and, and Kid Xbox says, damn, Brian. And I was like, yeah, we did it, man. Two long days. And he was like, no, not that. Man, we were really fucked up not long ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ago. yeah. And I was like, man, you're right. You know, we, we've come a long way. And, and, and we have. And that was real to me. And it touched my heart. And, and so thank you for that reality break at the wow, moment. Right? But also, uh, we talked. We went on to talk about Hunter a little bit, and and he was always the one that was a little more uh, firm-footed in reality, and he was always the one that was yeah level-headed and had a good business sense about him. Um, and so it's not surprising that he is where he is and that he's done what he's done. Uh, but I can tell another little story: is when he went over over uh, to the UK. And he did the press conference for the UK. And, and I sat in my hotel room and I, I was on Twitter or something. And it said, oh, the press conference is about to start. And so I thought, oh, well, I'll, that's Hunter. He's my friend and my boss. I'll watch him do that. And when I watched that, I literally started crying in my hotel room. I was sober. I was thankful for him giving. Because, look, him giving me another chance at this was another chance at life. Not only did they pay for me to go to rehab, but then after being sober a year, I was given another opportunity to come back and, and make a living for my family. And, and, uh, and so that it means so much to me. I can't articulate it correctly, what he's done for me and my family and what he means to me as a friend slash forward slash boss. But when I watched him do that, I saw the maturity in him and I saw, and I thought, you know what? I cut a good friggin' promo, but I can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, and that right. was, that's leading leadership uh and just maturity and literally i just started crying and I, t- I texted him right after that and i said dude and i just cried watching you you're such a you're such a great leader and a and a, and a man you know what i mean as as weird as that sounds like it's awesome to work for him you know what i mean and and to be blessed enough to be able to work with him I had a thought and I just lost it. And it was a good one, too. Damn I it. bet it was. Because I wanted to add to that. Was this about the fight we got in after we ate at the diner? Where I knew the, you, karate? the fight with you and I? Yeah. No. Okay. I wasn't going to tell them. Okay. Let's not There's then. been so many of them. Let's not tell them then. Ugh. Mia. Damn it. No, it was something important. Hunter. Yeah. Fuck, I hate when I do that. <laughs> Wait, Wait, the text I, in real time, him? for all of my listeners and viewers, they. they they see me have these brain farts, and you know, we've been through a lot. Thought, We've been through know, a lot. Yeah, I I keep uh, hitting this microphone. It's kind of pissing me off. Yeah, no, it was something to do with his. Uh, with just oh, fuck it. <laughs> just fuck now it's it. gonna stay with you all day, Sean. Oh, it wasn't a, a text because I remember one time you talked about a text 
What, you texted him after the show? Was it anything about that? No. No, just forget it. No, okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just going to get ridiculous, this me trying to fucking remember what I was. I know, I remember it, might, it, might be fun, it might be fun. It was really important, too, man. That's the thing. What, it was, you were going to tell me you love me? I, always, I do love you. Okay, I love thanks. You very much. I love you, too. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, fucking fuck. And that apparently wasn't it, guys. I thought I was going <laughs> to save us all. Oh. Right. I bet it was about. I bet it was about you being proud of Hunter and proud of all of us, and you love us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Here we go. Yes. So I remember you telling me, you know, when you first came back here for a job, and 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 first of all, when when everyone saw you and your dad was inducted, and you guys inducted your dad yeah. to the Hall of Fame, you know that you were doing good. Yeah. You know, and but. You know, is it okay if I... Well, I'm, yeah, you tell everything. I'm an open but book. Vince, did, Vince was like, why do you want to bring him Yes, back? yeah, totally. And, and he had to convince him, right? He, he tried three times. He said, why would you bring a known drug addict back to work here as an employee? And and he said, because he's been sober for over nine. Vince said no. So he said no two times. And the third time, Vince said, it's on you, Paul. Yeah. That's it's, This is on you. I, I, I think it's ill-advised, but it's on you make the decision. And he gave him the opportunity to make that executive decision. And then later... Uh, you know, Vince and I spoke, and again, this sounds like I'm just, just put over Road Dog Day right. from Road Dog himself. What a jackass. But Vince was like, I, I couldn't believe he was going to hire you, and now I wish I had 10 of you. You know what I mean? And that made yes. me feel good. Like, I was like, holy crap. I, and, if it was 10 and, of me, I could get all this stuff done. And, Brian, I thank you, um, and I think a lot of other, uh, you know, people struggling with those issues. Thank you for, you know, making everyone realize that – you can take a chance on someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a you know? well. Look, that this company has always been about second I mean, look, chances. Bringing me back around. Yeah, it's always been about second chances, where they see good people and good talent. There's always they're always willing to give. Even if they're not good people, but the businesses would be good. Yeah. They will bring people back. They will give people second chances. Um, so that's that's kind of what I hate about all the the anti-establishment talk all the time. It's like, look, you think what you want, but but man, they, they saved my life. So I'm going to think what I want to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. They spent a lot of money trying to, I get love you. Out. I love you too. I want to, <laughs> just, that got weird. It got weird. It got weird. No, but they, they, I mean, they, before they, before there was even a, um, you know, a wellness policy. I mean, yeah. I remember my first rehab. Vince yes. Paid for it. And then Hunter and Vince paid for my second one. Yeah. You know, like yeah, and they still do that. They still have a wellness and I, policy. And I, and I shit on the, the help they gave. Yeah, me. I reached out for the help, and then I shit all over it because I wasn't ready for it. Well, you weren't ready yet. That's you know? the whole thing, man. I mean, if you spent a lot of money on, like, oh, anyways, yeah. yeah, I don't want to get. If up. you're I done, I want to beat myself up. <laughs> no, no, don't, because two yeah. places you cannot live in the past or no, in the future. future. Today is what we have, and if you're waiting for some other day to be happy, I don't know what the flip you're waiting on. <laughs> Huh? All right. Uh, did did you did you guys have to go or or are Ryan we out of time? I just uh, went in my pants. Did you? Uh, <laughs> he actually did do that. One uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, at least it didn't happen did. while I did a lot on the of podcast. Drinking and that I am not proud of. <laughs> but Sean, at least it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> On the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> oh my god! I, anyway, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I was just gonna bring up a story about Sean and when you you were doing was it the podcast with Nick Houseman? Who was it with where you didn't know you oh, were being seen? You he, I had uh, yeah. so I was doing the podcast. I, I I don't know if you know Nick Houseman. Anyways, I was doing the podcast with somebody, right? Yeah. And it was on Skype, and it was I was because I wasn't in the studio, so I had my laptop, right? Yeah. And we were just using audio, so I didn't think the camera was on, and I had the headset on, and I didn't want to take a break. We were live. Yeah. So I was just trying to kayfabe take a piss, right? <laughs> and so I'm pissing, and there's a camera, and then, and so he's got a nice close-up of me pissing in a cup. It was, and, he, and so, like, then, like, I get a text from him, and he's going, what the fuck is the matter with you? Like, he thought I was doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> what was the sponsor? <laughs> Viagra. It was so great. All right. Oh, I mean, if I knew I could have got that ever. reaction, I would have done it on I would have done, done that a long time ago. Yes. Oh, oh my God. Shit. That is an awesome story. Uh, yeah, I got to leave it at that, actually. It doesn't, it's all downhill from here. It is all, it's like my entrance. Oh, Once the bell rings, it's all downhill. <laughs> All right. Hey, so how about, is that enough for a show? Yeah. Do you guys want to do social media handles before you go? Yeah. Okay. You can do it. Do it for me. All right, guys. So don't forget, if you guys want to check us out more on Twitter and Instagram, we are at xpoc123show, Twitter and Instagram. And you can follow Sean at the real xpoc as well and Road Dog at WWE Road Dog as well. So don't forget to check us out. And until next time, we'll see you guys later. Thank you, Denise. Yep, thank, thank you, you Denise. Great job. So much better show than last week. Thank you, guys. Hey, well, yep, thank you, guys. Hey, thank you, uh, Jeff at AfterBuzz. You After got it, guys. Buzz. Hey, great, great show, that's y'all. That's my life. Hey, that's what my, like, the story of my life, AfterBuzz. <laughs> Is that Roxy? It's a perfect way to go out. There might be rocks in the back. All right, we're getting out of here, guys. Bye. All right, thank you, guys. Yep. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Sean Waltman, and the entire XPOC 12360 staff, thank you for tuning in to XPOC 12360. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.